Hi guys and welcome to the Living Deeply Stories podcast. I'm your host, Morel Parker, and today I'm going to talk about Living Deeply with Anais Nin and who she was, a little bit of her story and how she inspired me to become a writer myself. So I'm currently in some of the final stages of getting my memoir, Love Queen, ready for publishing and so that's what I've been doing this week, working on the inner design and yeah, I started thinking about Anais Nin because I use my journal in my book and she's famous for publishing her journal as well. So I'll get into the story about how I came across her and then which of her books I've read and some of her story because she lived a very interesting life as well. So it was 2000, about the year 2000 or 1999, I was, yeah, 99 probably, I was I think age 20 when I came home from uni one day, I was studying psychology and English literature and history was my minor in the ancient Greeks and Vikings. And so, yeah, I came home from uni one day at lunchtime and probably had work to do what was procrastinating. So I turned the TV on and there was a daytime movie, Henry and June. And this was a story of Anais Nin when June was played by Uma Thurman. And Anais Nin, she, she was a writer in 1920s, 1930s Paris. And she was, I think her family was originally Spanish. And then she grew up in the US or in France, something like that, sometime in the US, sometime in France, and then returned to France. Uh, in her late teens, early 20s, she got married in New York to a a banker, Hugo, who she was, she was in love with him. He was also creative, but he chose to go into banking so that he could support her and himself. And so, yeah, she was married at this time of early, late 1920s, early 1930s Paris. So in the film Henry and June, it is about Anais Nin's life with Hugo and but more than that is about her relationship with Henry and June. So Henry was Henry Miller, the writer of Tropic of Cancer and Tropic of Capricorn. But I don't think at the point that Anais, Anais, met him that she that he had published those books yet no he hadn't actually so but she he must have published some books or maybe she just read his writing because she really believed in him as a writer and she really championed him and they also Hugo and her provided Henry with money uh, so that he could live and then he could write his books, Henry of um, Tropic of Cancer, which is famous, and Tropic of Capricorn. So Tropic of Cancer is set in Paris and it's about a guy walking around, probably Henry Miller himself, and um, just having experiences and talking and 
Tropic of Cancer is a similar thing, but it's set in New York where Henry lived with his wife, June. And June was the muse. So she was Henry's muse and then she was Aeneas's muse as well. She was, I don't know, they were kind of, well, Henry and her were kind of not, not that well off. So Aeneas and her husband, Hugo, supported them financially while he wrote, as far as I know. And so in the movie Henry and June that I came across when I was 20, you know, it shows Aeneas like she was a flamenco dancer and they would go to these clubs in Paris and, and dance, not flamenco, but just dance. And it was just a very bohemian, free-spirited time when the artists and the muses or models and the writers and the art dealers and the prostitutes and the madams, you know, the circus performers, they all mixed together. They and um, so yeah, it was a very creative time and they did depict this in in the film and that's what really got me because I wanted to live an interesting life as well. So I wanted to live an interesting life, not exactly like Anais's, but I wanted to have experiences. So that inspired me. I wanted to live through the eyes of a writer as well. I wanted to live through the eyes and the heart of a writer. And so in the film, yeah, it shows Anais, she's famous for her journals, which she, which were published late in life, but at that stage she she would write in her journals and she also she would write and then people would look at them like other writers or whatever that like Henry whoever she was and they and they would say how good they are and then she also had published a book on D.H. Lawrence so he was the writer of Lady Chatterley's Lover that was banned um for use of profanities and content and uh, so, but Anais had written a book, like an analysis of his work. At the moment, I'm reading his short stories. And in 2020, I read Lady Chatterley's Lover, and I loved it as well. And so the thing with Anais Nin and the film Henry and June as well is that she actually had a relationship, like a sexual relationship with Henry Miller, and then with his wife, June, as well. So, um, yeah, she was that free-spirited kind of person. And she, I think that's why she didn't publish her journals till later in life because she wanted to... I had read before that she wanted to, like, she didn't want Hugo to know about this relationship and so she had waited till he died, perhaps, you know, to publish this stuff. So maybe she published some of her journals before, but not the part about Henry and June. And so there's also a book called Henry and June, which is her letters to June and Henry and their letters back. And it is, I love that as well. I read it some time ago, maybe 15 years ago at least. And but I still have it on my shelf as one of my favourites. And the other one I loved from Anais, so when I was 20, I went to the uni library at the University of West Australia and found one of her journals and read some. But then I came across the book 
Delta of Venus and Little Birds. So these are collections of her erotic fiction and I think that's her best work. They are very erotic and stimulating as well. She creates a new language for the inner world and for for the um, sex and genital parts and so yeah she is a very sensual writer and then yeah so I definitely recommend Delta of Venus and Little Birds and at that time she used to write them for like, rather than pornography some wealthy people would pay her or writers in general I guess to write these erotic tales so they were very much of the time as well, you know, like 1930s, early 1930s and Paris with the artists and the models and the muses and that kind of thing. So I love them for that reason as well. And, yeah, so that inspired me first to want to become a writer coming across that film, Henry and June, because as a kid I'd been very creative but... As a young adult, I was still searching for what I wanted to do. I thought I wanted to be a psychologist, but then didn't end up doing all my degree in psychology. And by chance, ended up doing half of it in English literature. And so I took a unit in creative writing in order to see what it was about in my last unit, when I, last half year when I was 21. And... I didn't think that I was, like, I still didn't understand the process of editing. So now when I look back on them, I think, oh, they're pretty good. But I only got, like, I just, no, I didn't get a distinction. I got a credit for the first one. I got 69 and credit would be 70, I mean, distinction would be 70. So I was, like, a bit, um... Yeah, put off by that. I didn't think I was very good at it. And then the next one, the next assignment, short story I had to write, I got 70. So that was a distinction. So one mark difference. She could have given me one more mark for the first one, thanks. Or at least give me 65 so it's not like so close to to a distinction but like just one mark off, sorry, you know. Um, and so... Where was I going with that? Yeah, so I did that and then I just had a lot of other things I wanted to do as well, like dancing and I discovered photography. And, no, not, not discovered photography. I was in, I think I've told this story before about being in India and when I discovered the book Absolute Happiness before I went and then I, and a breakup led me to that. If you want to hear that story, you can go back to episode one or two for it. And... So I, it led me to the Laughters Club in Mumbai, which led me to making a friend who was a sound engineer, <clears throat> and that led me to that led me to learning to use the SLR camera because he taught, he saw my photos and said I had great perspective and then he said, did you want to learn to use the SLR camera? And so I went around practicing that and then I still didn't know how to be a writer though and then 
I had just put that on the back burner. I thought that's something I can do when I'm older. And I was also into dancing, hip-hop dancing at that time. So I'm like, I would rather do hip-hop dancing now while I'm 24, 25 than when I'm 30. So I went to, what am I saying? Yeah, so I, the long story short, the my friend left me in his sound studio one day and recording, uploading Hindi Vital and I was so bored that a book started coming out of me, of me based on my experience and I ran home, got the laptop and started writing it and spent the whole weekend writing it and when he came home he, I showed him and he was like for a first draft this is really excellent, you have to focus on this now. So that was a confidence boost that I needed and he had worked in the arts for like 20 years at least so he had the experience and the knowledge to actually think that it was a legitimate career which I didn't have that you know anyone around me who was really I mean I had a few friends who were artists but I didn't have like those examples of a writer who I knew or anything like that or the confidence or the push to do that so yeah so then I went off and did hip-hop dancing like I continued writing, but I didn't. Still didn't have the discipline to be able to do uh, writing, and so I ended up going to New York, doing hip hop dancing, and then when I was twenty eight, finally I was ready to study either photography or writing. And at the last minute, I chose. I prepared my photography portfolio. I was sitting at the TAFE outside the door to go in to show to see if I could be accepted for that course, photography course. And then at the, as I was there, I decided I wanted to do writing. So I left and I went and studied creative. I did a creative writing diploma at Murdoch University. And then I, yeah, just studied that for a year. It was like one, or one unit semester of creative writing. And then I learned the editing process. And then after that, I moved to Switzerland with my boyfriend at the time and then I, because I couldn't work, I started writing my novel and that became Wonderlife. So that is how that journey began. And I really, while writing Wonderlust, I tried to learn as much as possible. I would read books like Stephen King's On Writing and um, Haruki Murakami's What I Think About When I Think About What I Do Talk About think about when I talk about running or something like this. And it's comparing marathon running with, with his writing practice. So, <laughs> and then I, after writing Wonderlust for seven years, decided I, I was in my coaching business and I didn't want to ever write a book again because it had taken seven years and had been hard work. And um, But then life happened and so I started writing Love Queen and now it's been seven years and I've written at least five more books in that time as well in the series of Love Queen that's going to come out after the first one is published at the end of this year or start of next year. So that's my story and then Wonderlust also I kind of modelled it a bit on Henry Miller's Tropic of Cancer because I loved that one that was the one set in Paris and not that I particularly love Paris, I actually prefer New York to Paris. I love France, but I prefer the south of France or the countryside to Paris. 
just because I've been to Paris maybe 15 times and I've had good experiences there but also bad experiences and yeah I just prefer the, the countryside or the south of France or the other towns to Paris. So but the book Tropic of Cancer I loved and uh, 1930s Paris that time more for the bohemian free-spirited artists writers prostitutes madams that whole vibe so I modeled Wonderlust on Tropic of Cancer because I wanted to book like that was very philosophical like walking and talking and exploring a city so I mine is set in Wonderlust is set in Lucerne and it's about women rather than men or a woman, Sarah, who is from Perth, a travel agent, who goes to Lucerne on a adventure, cultural adventure, and finds love in a creative life. So that's what it is about. Inspired by Anais Nin's lover, Henry Miller, and his Tropic of Cancer. And then the other thing I wanted to talk about was, yeah, the different books of Anais Nin. So I loved... Henry and June, and I love Delta of Venus and Little Birds. Um, she self-published this book called Cities of the Interior, which are four mini novels, and she's trying to recreate the form of the novel in it. But I just, I just couldn't get into it. I just, I found it beautiful descriptions but just hard to follow the story I found that's what I found so I haven't actually read it I've just I took it to Bali in 2020 or 20 2019 for a month I lugged that book around and then didn't read it so yeah I've got that one there don't know if I will read it but she self-published it because no one would publish it and um yeah so nothing wrong with self-publishing and the other one I read in 2020 no 2021 I read Journal of a Wife so this is a collection of her journal entries from when she moved from her with her husband she was like 20 years old at that time so I found it synchronistic like I discovered her when I'm 20 and now I'm 42 and I'm or I was 41 at that time and reading about when she was 20 and so her yeah journal of a wife is when she was 20 years old and she was moving from New York where she lived with her new husband Hugo and then they moved to Paris and it was the start of their life there and what I it took me like four months to read that book but I persisted and it gave me appreciation yet yeah, for the form of the novel because it's actually you know like suspenseful and you want to turn the page to find out what happened I don't like novels I mean they're not my favorites but it's those page turners um, because I find I just read them too quickly and then I then it's finished and I, like, I prefer to savor so that I intentionally wrote Wonderlust in that way it has suspense but also not I wanted it to be savored not 
devoured in one go, you know? So I wrote it in that way. And then about Journal of a Wife, the other thing that I realised is that Anais, um, she was really craving to be a writer. And so a lot of her journal is about that, that longing. And at the time she was torn between, you know, having to do her wifely duties, all the things that to make the house nice and be there for Hugo when he came home or whatever. She was torn between that and her desire to be a writer. And that's mostly what she was writing about. And you see on social media or you see on Pinterest or wherever, a lot of Anais Nin quotes because, yeah, she does use, she's quite profound or she is very profound and uses very um, beautiful language. And I think that we relate to her because those who have this desire for a deeper life, for creativity and art and being an artist or a writer or whatever really relate to her and I think that's what it is but a lot of the time she was craving to be the writer as well she didn't achieve that career success until much later in life and her and Hugo were not really well off until they had established themselves better in in Paris and then I guess she could have they moved out of the city and she could also have into a big house and have help there and so she could write then but before that she was having to do all the housework and you know all the all the jobs herself so she was torn so yes that longing for a deeper life and when that's what I also related to her when I was 20 as well and there was one quote of hers people living deeply have no fear of death, which I pinned, I wrote out on a little piece of paper and pinned it to my pin-up board and I had it there for like 10 years on this pin-up board and I just loved that because I wanted to live deeply too and that's where this, what this podcast is inspired by. I think it was not, I think it was her too that said, it's not the length of your life but the depth. So that's where this living deeply comes from, living deeply. Living deeply is not always living perfectly, but really having experiences and really living life, living deeply. People living deeply have no fear of death. And I took that for a motto for life and it just really inspired me to have experiences and go out there in the world and live the life I desired to live, so yes. Is there anything else that I want to say about Anais Nin? Let me see. Every evening. I think that's all I wanted to say about her and my story as well. I thought I would tell my story because last week I was at a sauna, a South Beach sauna, and um, afterwards I was talking to this guy who'd been in the sauna and um, we're having tea 
outside the place and um, he asked me how I became a writer so then I told him that story and so yeah that's probably what inspired me to tell the story as well. So if you would like to read Wonderlust then the link is in the show notes and it's on Amazon and if you would like to read Love Queen, my memoir that's coming out at the end of the year and you're not already on my mailing list, you can also, my newsletter community can also join up with one of the links below, it's muralparker.com slash emotion or you can just go to my website and find a box and sign up in that box and you'll be there. I send a weekly newsletter and I share some insights and information or musings on different aspects of manifesting and the law of attraction or about my life or about writers and creativity, whatever is happening in the world, what inspires me. So you can have a look at that as well. Go to my blog, have a read, see if you want to because I send you those blog posts, but I often send you a bit more about my life um, that I don't share publicly there on the blog. So yes, do sign up. I'd love to connect with you. You can find me on social media. Also, on, is there an Instagram, or Parker underscore exec, and that's also linked in the show notes. Write to me. I'd love to hear from you. And please leave a review and a comment if you enjoyed this episode or this podcast and I look forward to hearing from you. So wishing you lots of depth for the week ahead. Hope you are living deeply and I'll see you in a week on the next episode. Bye for now.